President Tsai Ing-wen went to Penghu on Tuesday to thank Air Force pilots tasked with frontline defense. In recent days, Chinese military planes have routinely crossed the median line of the strait, and each time they were intercepted by Taiwan's fighter pilots. As the Air Force of the Republic of China, how can we let others strut around in our airspace? On behalf of the people of the country, I would like to express my deepest gratitude to all my brothers and sisters who defend our airspace. You stand watch 24 hours a day, waiting in the guardhouse in full battle attire. Because of this, whenever a situation arises, you're able to take off within five minutes to defend our airspace and keep our nation safe. The IDF fighter squadron deployed at Magong, known as uh, Penghu's Heavenly Colt Squadron, can be scrambled within five minutes, making it, to first, making it the first to react to intrusions. This squadron conducts military exercises that are held from April to September each year in response to intensive Chinese Air Force drills held over the sea. Reports indicate the squadron will be deployed at Penghu until the end of the year due to the growing threat from across the strait. We're used to seeing fighter jets show off aerobatic stunts on patriotic holidays. But such a display from military transport aircraft is much more unusual. Transport aircraft, which are more broadly known for evacuating sick patients from remote areas, put on an aerobatic show on Tuesday at Pingdong Air Base. The Air Force says that transport craft, reconnaissance planes and other support aircraft have a vital role to play in times of peace as well as war. A Lockheed C-130 Hercules military transport aircraft makes a hard turn before landing on a small runway. Whoever thinks aerobatic stunts are the specialty of fighter jets has yet to see C-130s in action. In an emergency landing drill to simulate main runways being damaged, the C-130s exhibited a dexterity that belied their clumsy appearance, ascending rapidly and manoeuvring delicate angles. They also completed takeoff and landing within limited times and distances. In wartime, they can be used to transport soldiers. In peacetime, they can evacuate people in critical medical condition and provide passenger transport over holidays. And these days, with the Taiwan Strait ringed in by enemy forces, their role is ever the more important. They have high-performance airlift combat capabilities 24 hours a day. As for our pilots and those ranking above, I believe these pilots all have combat capabilities. There's also Lockheed P-3C Orion anti-submarine aircraft. Today was a rare chance for them to show off their tactical movements. In fact, this is a showcase of recent missions undertaken by our anti-submarine brigade. Recently, Chinese military planes have routinely tested the bottom line of our air defenses. Whenever slow-speed aircraft, such as China's KQ-200 medium transport aircraft, enter our southwestern airspace, we dispatch our P-3Cs, which can control our airspace for long periods. It's fighting slow with slow. Opening their bomb bays simulates dropping bombs at a low altitude. Aside from their existing anti-submarine and reconnaissance functions, these kinds of support aircraft are also defending Taiwan's front line in response to China's multiple intrusions. 
the nation's P3Cs, and also Northrop Grumman's E2K Hawkeyes are throwing all their weight into the defence effort and can rush into low altitude areas and display their fighting skills to declare their resolve to defend Taiwan. At the first instance, aircraft including our PC-3s and E-2Ks, I think, can monitor key sea areas and airspace for a long time. I think they can report back in the first instance about the movements of Chinese aircraft in sensitive sea areas to our superiors in charge of these regions. Members of the Air Force say they are confident and with such intensive training, their skills will not fall into disuse. When enemy planes are high up in the sky, regardless of the model of the plane, the Air Force is ready for action. The first EU investment forum in Taiwan was held on Tuesday. Jointly organized by the European Economic and Trade Office in Taiwan, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, the Ministry of Economic Affairs and 15 EU member states, the forum aims to promote investment opportunities in the EU to Taiwanese businesses. President Tsai Ing-wen, the economics minister, the foreign minister and the head of the European Economic and Trade Office take a group photo at the EU Investment Forum. The forum provided information to interested Taiwanese businesses so that they could deepen their understanding of the EU's investment climate, with the hope this could help Taiwan strengthen business ties with the continent. FDI from January to July this year was up 10.56 percent. There are so many opportunities for Taiwan and EU enterprises to work together, invest and innovate. President Tsai furnished figures to build a case for a bilateral investment agreement that would expand economic and trade cooperation. We have seen these relationships blossom in the wind energy sector. And going forward, the EU forward-looking strategy for a Europe fit for digital age and Taiwan's leading ICT industry can be the basis for greater cooperation. Taiwan there is a saying in Taiwan, hard work reaps victory. Let us move toward EU investment together. From Czech Senate Speaker Milos Vistrachil's recent visit to Taiwan's first EU investment forum, Taiwan-EU relations are continuing to gain momentum. The AI on Chip Taiwan Alliance, which consists of more than 100 Taiwan firms, held its members' convention in uh, Taipei on Monday. The alliance was formed last year with the support of the central government with the aim of turning Taiwan into the premier global supplier for the artificial intelligence market. At Monday's convention, members discussed ways to accelerate the development of these advanced chips. Vice Premier Shen Rongjing, Minister of Economic Affairs Wang Meihua, and Chairman Li Shiguang of the Industrial Technology Research Institute all attended the event. This action figure is placed on a turntable. The dual-lens camera and the software get to work, rendering a 3D image of video game character Mario on the screen. As people approach, this AI device scans for strangers and sends a warning notification to the user if it detects one. It's a fever screening, security monitoring, video streaming smart home assistant, all in one device. It was one of the many innovations on display at Eatree's press conference highlighting Taiwan's latest AI applications. Based on a completely new industrial structure, we're going all out to harness our common technologies to develop new AI chips. 
Holding up placards, the vice premier, economics minister, and other top officials stand in a row at this gathering of the AI on Chip Taiwan Alliance. In recent years, Taiwan has poured enormous resources into developing its AI industry. The executive yuan, its Ministry of Economic Affairs, and tech leaders formed an alliance of more than 100 companies to optimize Taiwan's ecosystem for AI chip development. Taiwanese semiconductors have a variety of environments that they can develop in. This is because Taiwan has a very good semiconductor ecosystem and supply chain, allowing people to build all sorts of applications. We strive to turn Taiwan into the Yosemite of the tech industry, respected by all the world. This isn't only about technology, and it's not only about the economy. It's about making AI technology available to everyone. Powered by its leading semiconductor sector, Taiwan is working to expand inroads in the AI market. Already, major U.S. tech firms have chosen to invest in Taiwan. In the future, the alliance will integrate AI software and hardware and use other technologies to capture new market opportunities for Taiwan. The legislative yuan has given its approval to a court detention order for three lawmakers indicted on Monday for taking bribes. The DPP's Su Zhenqing and the KMT's Liao Guodong and Chen Chaoming were charged by Taipei prosecutors in connection to the Pacific Sogo case. In accordance with constitutional law, the Taipei District Court sought the legislature's approval of the detention order that was issued in the early hours of Tuesday morning. The legislature decided in favor of the court uh, later on in the day. A fourth lawmaker, Zhao Zhenyu, an independent, was also indicted this week in a separate case for taking bribes in connection to land rezoning. Zhao was released from detention on Tuesday. A new digital health app can estimate your body mass index based on a selfie and the power of big data. Developed by a UK-based insurance firm, the mobile app Pulse is packed with features to help users manage their health. One unique feature was developed in collaboration with Taiwan's Taipei Medical University. It's a virtual consultation in traditional Chinese medicine. Just answer a list of questions and you'll get back a report on how to, how to optimize your well-being via traditional Chinese medicine. For most news reporter Stephanie Yang tests it out. Open the app and then get cracking on the questions. The chatbot asks questions about your health and well-being before using big data to crunch the answers and produce a report. This mobile app was launched by a British life insurance company in 2019 and has since expanded to 11 Asian countries, including Taiwan. It's got a feature called AI Chinese Medicine Assessment developed in partnership with Taipei Medical University. We've conducted this study for, for quite a while the, uh, you know, like, because uh, all the questionnaires that we developed at least uh, 70 items to identify which uh, we say like physical properties of each patient and because we have to discuss with uh, uh, Chinese medicines uh, physicians to discuss whether uh, those items or those rules uh, make sense to them and then so that we, we won't make that uh, we won't make a uh, uh, very like ridiculous prediction of physical properties of each patient. The app has a host of other features to help users manage their health. With this smart camera function once you take a selfie it can estimate your BMI and your age.
Wang Weizi, who has the developer's Taiwan office, says that the app's data analytics started out with a small pool of people, including some company employees. Now the app has millions of users and can deliver highly accurate results. Yes, there are some differences of the uh, the final result. However, um, like I said, not right now we have nine million customers download this app, and before that, in in Asia, we have we have many many employees ourselves. So, based on all these, you know, um, AI, um, you know. Uh, Modification. We are now very confident the accuracy of the BMI result is very close uh, to the one you actually went to the uh, the uh, you know using the, the the machine to test it. The app can also produce a so-called 360-degree health assessment. After you answer questions about your health, the app will generate a 3D anatomical view of your body. It'll provide your statistical likelihood of getting a disease in a given organ. It'll also give suggestions on how to improve your health. Able to get out of their home, they're able to use their app to check some of the uh, the symptoms, some of the the uh, the, uh, the problem they they have. And then we uh, for 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 some LVO like Thailand, uh, we actually offer some of uh, specific insurance like uh, dengue dengue fever, uh, that kind of uh, you know uh, information for the customer, so they're able to know before they see the doctor. Users can also search for the closest hospitals on the app. The developer hopes the AI-powered tools and 24-7 services provided by the app can help its users get more proactive with their health and well-being. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Tai Tian Yo in Taipei. In the U.S., a common diabetes drug called metformin is being recalled after some samples were found to contain a probable carcinogen NDMA. Taiwan's Food and Drug Administration has issued a statement urging diabetics not to stop their use of metformin without first consulting a doctor. The FDA said that last year it already ordered Taiwanese manufacturers and importers to conduct batch-by-batch safety testing of all metformin treatments. Metformin is a cheap treatment for diabetes uh, that costs less than $1 NT per pill. Taiwanese consume up to 1 billion pills a year. The FDA said that the therapeutic benefit of metformin far outweighs the risk of NDMA contamination. Since 2018, the Ministry of Education has offered a program called USR, or University of Social Responsibility, which encourages college students to bring their skills into the community. Today we take a look at a project in Danshui uh, with help from the Center for University Social Responsibility. Uh, students from Danjiang University got together with industry partners to give a makeover to a historic riverfront town uh, with a special focus on sustainable development. I think there are some places, like our base here in this little corner of the city, there are some places that need to be seen, because no one knows there's a little forest here or a little square. I think by getting students into the community, the local residents end up hearing the sounds of us working. One thing about the USR is that it's not just short-term, working with the community or with various issues. It hopes to create change, perhaps in the long-term, and to explore and create understanding of these social issues. With a subsidy from the USR program, architecture professors and students are giving the public space around the Boling Trail in Danshui a vital makeover. It's the first time some students' skills have been put to real use. The biggest reaction from local residents was they felt touched to have the students come in. An old street has a surprising residual value. It can become a place for students to study and realize their dreams. 
The students brought their passion into the area, getting to work on the things that local residents said needed to be improved. They're all small projects, but I think that's why, although there aren't a massive transformation in the area, they will be a little bright spot, and that gives us a little hope. The program is all about getting students out into the community, using their skills in real-life situations. The scheme aims to develop creativity, love for the profession, and independent problem-solving capacities, producing students well up to the challenges of tomorrow. Tuesday's World Rhinoceros Day. Taiwan's Liufu Tourism Group and Japan's Tobu Group marked the occasion by sharing big news. Their rhinos are getting married. Liofu's uh, southern white rhinoceros, Emma, will soon be relocating to Tobu Zoo in Saitama Prefecture to live with a young male rhino. Emma is neither too young nor too old. She's not likely to have any emergencies during transportation, but she's mature enough and she'll be more capable of breeding after she arrives at the site. Emma's bridegroom comes from Fuji Safari Park. He's an extremely young boy called Moran-kun. Taiwan has such a great relationship with Japan, so this Taiwanese rhino and Japanese rhino will definitely have a good relationship too. The southern white rhinoceros was once on the brink of extinction due to rampant poaching and regional wars in Africa. In 1979, the Lilfu Village theme park purchased eight of this rhino species. Since then, it's increased the number to 23 through a conservation program that's one of Asia's most successful. Escaped pet iguanas are a pest for Taiwan's farmers. They've got a big appetite, breed rapidly, and face no natural predators. But one hunter in Pingdong County has recently been hired as an official iguana manager to curb the species' impact on crops. In just a few short months, he's led a team to catch thousands of the invasive lizards. A fisherman stands by a ditch with a fishing rod, and suddenly there's a catch. But on closer inspection, he's not a fisherman and it's not a fish. This expert hunter is catching iguanas. He hunts in rivers, under bridges, and even up trees. I get them as soon as I spot them. I got these just this morning. This one's about two and a half years old. This one the same. These two about two. This one a year and a half. This rod's a sea fishing rod, about nine meters long. The automatic rod has an iron coil at its end that tightens around the iguana's head. The end is lengthened with a pipe. No iguana within Mr. Lee's reach is safe. They're great at breeding. Once I opened up the belly of one, and inside there were 122 eggs. Now 57, Mr. Lee learned his skills seven years ago from a professional at National Pingdong University of Science and Technology. Since then, he's taken part in Pingdong County's iguana hunting contest every year and won first place each time. The county's Department of Agriculture hired him in June as an official iguana manager. With his team, he caught 3,280 iguanas by the end of August, to the delight of farmers. They're the worst with azuki beans. If you take one fan of land, or 40 square meters, if you don't drive it away, it will eat the entire lot. Iguanas don't have any natural predators in Taiwan and reproduce quickly. There are hardly enough hunters to keep up with them. They're breeding more than ever in September, which makes it a busy time for Mr. Lee, who focuses on adults who might be about to have children.